Hello, and welcome to Frank Fire Friday. This is Father Patrick Bykowski's broadcasting from St. Dominic Prior in St. Louis, Missouri. And if you're listening on Friday, of course, it's St. Patrick's Day. And this prayer is actually attributed to St. Patrick. There's been a song written to it called St. Patrick's Breastplate, but this is the spoken prayer. I rise today through the strength of heaven, light of sun, radiance of moon, splendor of fire, speed of lightning, swiftness of wind, depth of the sea, stability of earth, firmness of rock. I rise today through God's strength to pilot me, God's eye to look before me, God's wisdom to guide me, God's way to lie before me, God's shield to protect me. From all who shall wish me ill, afar and near, alone and in a multitude, against every cruel, merciless power that may oppose my body and soul, Christ with me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ in me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ on my right, Christ on my left, Christ when I lie down, Christ when I sit down, Christ when I arise, Christ to shield me, Christ in the heart of everyone who thinks of me, I rise today. Amen. Isn't that beautiful? Well, today's reflection has to do with the reading for Sunday. And it's the account of the man born blind. Very familiar reading for us. And when we think about this, maybe we think about the occasions when we've experienced blindness. And of course, we don't, for the vast majority of us, we don't experience blindness in a physical way. Although I was sharing with someone just a couple days ago my experience of having been on a mission trip to Cuba, and I'm going to talk about mission trips in a couple minutes, and the extraordinary number of people with blindness there. The Cubans tout their healthcare system, and they have a very high per capita number of physicians. It exceeds the United States and exceeds, I think, most countries. But the physicians don't have the things they need. They don't have the medicines and the equipment that they need to properly care for their people. And the result is this, in my mind, this extraordinary number of cases of blindness. But that's physical blindness. And we can, well, we use it in phrases, don't we? We talk about blind faith probably a good thing. Love is blind. That might be a good thing too. Blind devotion, blind ambition. Well, maybe not so good. Blinded by rage, definitely not such a good thing. Blind ignorance. Well, that's probably not so good either. So blindness often means we're lacking something. Certainly physical blindness does. But even in these other descriptions, Blindness can overwhelm other aspects of our life. So what do we do when we're blind? Well, sometimes 
we often don't know exactly what it is we are doing or should be doing or we do things we would not do if we could see clearly or would not do in the same way. Or maybe our blindness prevents us from seeing things as they are. I mentioned that mission trip to Cuba, and at this time of the year, in the past, I would have been on a spring break mission trip when I was at Purdue. I think the very, yes, the very first mission trip I went on was to New Orleans. Oh no, that's, what am I talking about? I had gone to Haiti before that. Uh, but the spring break mission trips were always, uh, not always, typically to domestic ones, because we ended up going to Cuba, but the uh, trip to New Orleans was my first domestic spring break mission trip with the community of St. Tom's, the students there, and then to the Panhandle of Florida, and then we started going to Cuba, and then uh, Puerto Rico since I've been here and I would say that if there's something in common with all the trips it's that those missions missionaries are all a little blind when they start the students and we would have resident parishioners with this as well might be a little bit blind to exactly what it's all about what's the mission how are they going to have an impact? And then as the week progresses and they're there for a little while, they begin to see. They see the impact that they have on others, the people that they have come to serve, and to see the impact they have on one another too. And that's very important. How they grow in their faith and they grow together. They grow in their knowledge of Christ in their life and grow in the awareness of Christ in others. They grow in the knowledge of what they are called to do in their lives. I've seen these mission trips change people's lives. They start out blind, but by the end of the week, they see. They see what they've done, and they see their own potential, and they see how Christ, alive in each of us, opens our eyes to the good in others and the good that we can do. And this can happen in other settings as well, on retreats, maybe continuing education programs. So how do we gain our sight? How do we live in the light? And that's the point of all the readings that we hear this Sunday, the fourth Sunday of Lent. We're called to live in the light. We are called to be the light of the world. We are called to see, not as people does do, but as God does. And that's hard hard thing to do sometimes because we are so often blinded blinded by pride maybe or or rage or by the want of material things all these things can blind us to the path that God wants us to follow blind us to the path that pushes us to be motivated by love and not by fear this gospel is especially appropriate for this fine these final weeks for those who are preparing to enter our church at Easter. It's a reminder that our faith grows gradually. The blind man had his sight restored and progressively became more confident about Jesus. And by the end of the gospel passage, that man born blind is prepared to profess his faith in the one who calls himself the Son of Man. According to the gospel count, the truth 
is simple. Jesus gives the sight to a man born blind, and the works of God are made visible. The man who was blind puts it this way, I do believe, Lord. And so it's not just his physical eyesight that was at stake. His heart was healed too. This reading is given to us during Lent because an even greater healing takes place at Easter. And during Lent, we prepare for it. Jesus himself suffered from the blindness of the world and died. And for all the same reasons we see today, pride, selfishness, envy. But by his death, the world is healed from its hatred and fear, its suffering and evil. And Jesus proves that love is stronger than death. You know, we often hear that expression, what would Jesus do? People used to wear bracelets, WWJD. But maybe what is more important is what does Jesus see? Remember the, or you'll hear in the first reading, the Lord looks into the heart. That is what we need to do as well. It's not easy. If this stuff were easy, we wouldn't have to preach about it every week. But we don't always get it, do we? We try to come up with all sorts of justifications for our pride or our anger, or our selfishness or our fear, and all because we are blind to what is truly important, our love for God and our love for neighbor. It's as simple as that. So who can see and understand? Well, not you or I, for like the Pharisees, we would be distracted by our need for whatever is driving us at the moment. Our fear, our rage, our selfishness. But the Pharisees, they wanted to control others. They needed to be in charge. But if they had looked at the blind man through unclouded eyes, they could have beheld the miracle. The miracle that was right in front of them. With eyes open, so can we. Let us be like the blind man. Let us admit that we may not see very well and then pray that through God's grace, our eyes are opened. God bless you all. Blessed and happy St. Patrick's Day. And to all the boiler Catholics out there, boiler up. <laughs>